Shalom to all. Today's office, Miguel Adaf Gimel. We are starting Bayes Amad Bayes, three lines up from the bottom, the sixth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Morris Miriam, Sarah Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shum, Shadavanaliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Morris Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Hernish, Shum, Shadavanaliyah. And the Gemara continues with another member of Bashim Rabbi Yirmiyah, and some say it's Rabbi Bar Abba. Vamra Yirmiyah, Vitim Rabbi Bar Abba, Mansapach, these letters of Mem, Nun, Sadi, Pei, and Chaf, we know that we have these as Enda letters, Enda Mem, Enda Nun, Mem Sophis, Nun Sophis, however you want to say it. So Tsufim Amram, the Tsufim, which means the Nevi'im, they instituted them as part of the Aleph Bays. The Gemara Vitisbra, how is it possible they instituted them seemingly that they added these letters in that we have an open letter and a closed letter, one that goes in the middle of the word and one that goes at the end of the word? Like it says in the post, like Eila Hamitzvah, these are the mitzvahs, and what do we learn from here? She'ain Navi Roshel Chadish Davar Me'atu. The Navi is not able to mechadish anything; he's not allowed to institute anything new. So how is it they can make up that we have these letters in the Torah? And furthermore, Ha'amar of Chizr of Chizr says, Mem v'Samach Shabaluchais Gimel Amad Alpha on top Benes Hayu Oimdim. The Mem and the Samach in the Luchais that Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu, they stood there Benes, and we know that a Samach has a hollowed out part of the middle and a Mem also. Also has a hollowed part out of the middle, and we know that the luchais, the letters went through and through. So the only way the middle part could be standing is benes. So it must be that there was an end of mem in the luchais also. So how could we say that the Nevim instituted them? So the answer is in. You're right. Mihava hava. Really, we always had these letters. They just didn't know which one goes in the middle, which one goes at the end of the word. And now the Nevim came with the kinu, and they established the open letters. They go in the middle of the word, and the closed letters they go at the end of the word, like the way we have them nowadays. The Gemara Saif Saif at the end of the day. What do we learn? from here, she'ain navi asid chadish davar me'ato. The navi is not going to be mechadish anything. And over here, it seems to be that they're mechadish. They're telling us that the open letters go in the middle and the closed letters go at the end. So the Gemara answer is no. Ela shechum mechaz v'yistom. They were forgotten, meaning they always were the open letters in the middle and the closed letters at the end. It's just it was forgotten how it was supposed to be. And therefore, those Nevi'im came along and they reinstituted what always was. And another member of Amr Abiyomri Vitamar Vchia Bar Abba, Targum Shal Tyra, the translation of the Tyra, as we call it, Targum Unkelis. Unkelis Hager Amari Mipi Rabbi Lez Rabbi Yeshua. Unkelis Hager, he said, it, meaning he compiled it, he put it together, and he got it from Rebbe and Rebbe Yeshua. Targum Shal Nevi'im, the Targum of Nevi'im, Yonasan ben Uziel Amari, Yonasan ben Uziel, he compiled it, he put it together, Rebbe Chagaz Chari Malachi, he had a tradition all the way from Chagaz Chari Malachi. And when he did that, in his Dazeya, Eretz Yisrael, Arab Meis Parsal, Arab Meis Parsal, Eretz Yisrael shook and moved 400 Parsois by 400 Parsois. And Yatsa Baskal, Va'amra, Baskal came out and said, Who is it that revealed my secrets to people? Why is it that you're revealing the Targum of Nevi'im? So Amr Yonasan ben Uziel, Ragel, Yonasan ben Uziel stood on his feet, and he said, I'm the one that revealed your secrets to people. You know Hashem. I didn't do it for my honor or for the honor of my father's house. I did it for your honor, Hashem. So there should not be a lot of machlekes in Klai Yisrael. Since there are many which are difficult to understand without the Targum, that's why I wrote the Targum, so there shouldn't be machlekes had to understand these Pesukim. And he also wanted to reveal the Targum of Ksuvim. And said, it's enough for you, don't do that. The Gemara is my time, and why was he not to reveal the Targum of Ksuvim? The answer is Mishum because there's Ketz Mashiach there, meaning in the Targum of Daniel, there's actually hints to when Mashiach is going to come, and that's why he wasn't allowed to reveal it. The Gemara asked, Targum shall Tyro, Uncle Sagaramari, is it really true that Uncle is he's the one that brought the Targum of Tyro to light? What's Pshat in the Pasuk? And they read the Sefer Tyro Salakim, Mephirash, clearly, with application of wisdom, and they clarified through reading. So how do we dash in this Pasuk? This is referring to reading Chomesh. Mefirash is that targum. This is referring to the targum. V'saim sechel elu hapsukim. This is referring to the division of psukim. Ve'avinu b'mikra elu piskei tamim. This is referring to the tamim, the trap, the cantillation notes. V'armilah and some say elu hamasiris is referring to the tradition of proper pronunciation. But either which way, we see from here that the targum existed way before Uncleus came along. So the Gemara answers shechem mechazu v'yistam. Once again, they forgot targum. Uncleus, he was the one that came and reinstituted it. Now the Gemara asks, Mashna da'rasid la'is da'zeiv and the vini is da'zeiv. Why is when the targum of Tyre was revealed, Eretz Yisrael didn't shake, but when the targum of Nevim was revealed, it shook? So the Gemara answers da'rasim refshamil. So the 
Torah is very clear, and therefore the Targum isn't revealing anything that we don't understand from the Torah itself. But in Nevi'im, in Nevi'im, there's certain topics that are revealed and are understandable. However, there's certain topics that are hidden and they're supposed to remain cryptic and not understood. And therefore the Targum wasn't necessarily supposed to clarify them. And now what is one of those things that Targum clarified? It's written in the Pasuk, who on that day, there's going to be great mourning in Yerushalayim, just like the mourning of Hadadrimon in the Valley of Megiddo. Now we know that no such a thing ever happened. There was never a misbid, a mourning of Hadadrimon in Bikas Megiddo. And if Amr Yesvi says, the high cross, now for the Targum of that Pasuk, lay down in my Kamar, I wouldn't know what it's talking about because there was no such a story as we just said. And this is the Targum of that Pasuk, who on that day, there's going to be great mourning in Yerushalayim, like the mourning over Achav Bar Imri, who was killed by Hadadrimon Ben Tavrimon in Ramaz Gilad, like the mourning of Yeshia Bar Amen, who was killed by Parich Hagir on Bikas Megidoi. And another Joshua, the Pasuk says, For Isani, Daniel, Levadi, Samara, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. And the men that were with me, they did not see the vision. However, great fear fell upon them, and they ran to hide. Now, my name who are these men that were with Daniel? So, Amrav Yermi, Avitemer, Avchibar, Abba, Zechag, Zechari Malachi, that's Chag, Zechari Malachi. Inu Adifi Minei, the Iu Adif Minayu. They're greater than him, and he's greater than them. Inu Adifi Minei, they're greater than him, the Inu Nevi'e, because they're in a VM of Iulav Navi, and he wasn't a Navi. Now, he was a Navi, it's just that he was never charged by Hashem to go tell Klai Israel something in his name, and therefore he's not considered a Navi on their stature. However, Iu Adif Minayu, he was greater than them, the Iu Chazav, the Inu Lai Chazu. He saw this vision, but they didn't see the vision. The Gemara asked, Achim Yachad, Lai Chazu, my time of Isu. If they didn't see the vision, why is it they were afraid? Gemara answers, Afagav, the Inu Lai Chazu, even though they didn't see the vision themselves, Mazlayu Chazu, their Mazel, meaning their Malach up in Shemaim, that saw the vision, and therefore they became afraid. And Amarvina, he says, Shemaim, we learn from here, Haiman Demivis, the person becomes suddenly afraid. Afagav the Iulai Chazi, even though he didn't see something that should make him afraid, Mazle Chazi, his Mazel, his Malach up in Shemaim saw something, and that's why he became afraid. Now, Maita Kante, so how can you remedy the situation of being afraid? Like your Kriyashma, he should say Kriyashma. If he's in a dirty place and he can't say Kriyashma, Linchof Miduchte Arbegarmidi, he should jump from his place for Amois, and Vilai, if he can't do that, Lemahachi, he should say the following, Easy debate, Tavchi Shmina Minoi, the goats in the slaughterhouse, they're fatter than me. And now we go back to what we were discussing before of Ahashad Amrit. Now that you said on Bezam and Bez that Medino Medina Veir Veir Lidrasha, these double Shinas in the Pasuk of the Megillah, they're coming to teach us a Drasha. So Mishpacha Mishpacha Lamai Asa, what do we need this double Lashana Mishpacha in the Megillah for? So Amr Yazi Barachanin, he answers, Lahavi Mishpacha is Kahuna Vilaviashim Vatan Avadasan Bainish by Maker Megillah. That's coming to include the families of Kahuna Lavia. They're in the middle of doing Avadan Bez Amekdosh. They have to stop and they have to come here in Megillah. Dom Rav Yudam Rav, he says, Kahanab Avadasan Lavim, Bidukhan Misram Madam, Kahanab, they're doing Avadan Lavim, they're on their Dukhan, their platform, and they're singing, they're playing their musical instruments, and Yisraelim, they're part of the Mamadis. Kulim Avatam Avadasan, they all have to stop doing their Avadah, Ubain Lishmai Maker Megillah, they have to come and hear Maker Megillah. And Tayyin Amihach, we have a brass like this. Kahanab Avadasan Lavim, Bidukhan Misram Madam, Kulim Avatam Avadasan, Ubain Lishmai Maker Megillah, everyone has to come and hear Megillah. And Mikan, from here, Samchu Beis Rebbe, the Beis Mej of Rebbe, they established, they rely their halacha, that we're going to Talmud Torah, Ubayin Shmaya Mekar Megillah. You have to come and hear Mekar Megillah. We got to stop learning the base Medrash and come hear Megillah. Kavachaymer Me'avoida. It's a Kavachaymer from Avoida in the base of Mekdash. Ma'avoida, just like Avoida in the base of Mekdash. Shechamur. That's very Chamur. Vatlinon. We're going to stop that Avoida so that everyone can hear Megillah. Talmud Torah. Like Halshikain for sure. Talmud Torah. Now the Gemara asks Avoida Chamur and Talmud Torah. You really telling me that Avoida in the base of Mekdash is more Chamur than Talmud Torah? Vaksev. It says in the pasuk Vayibiyos Yeshua Berichai. It was when Yeshua was in Yericha. He wasn't in Yericha. He was encamped outside Yericha with all of Klai Israel. This was the nighttime and Yeshua was walking around outside. Vayisa'enav. He raised his eyes. And he saw and there was a man standing opposite him. This man was a malach by Ishtahu, and he bowed down. The Gemara asked, "Hold on one second. How could he do that?" A person's not to say shalom to his friend at nighttime. Perhaps it's not his friend. Perhaps it's really a shade. So the Gemara answers, "No." Shani Hasim to Amar The malach told him, "Can he start Hashem?" Because I'm an officer in the army of Hashem. So clearly he wasn't a shade.
shade. The Gemara Sudilim Meshachri, perhaps he was a shade and he was just lying and saying that he's an officer in the army of Hashem. So we answer, no, Gemira, we have a tradition, that a shade is not going to say Hashem's name in vain. And since this Malach said, Ani Hashem, he said Hashem's name, obviously it's a Malach and not a shade. So now back to our topic, Amr Lai, so this Malach told him, Emesh, yesterday, meaning this past afternoon, you didn't bring the Tom Shalbain Arbaim because everyone was engaged in warfare trying to fight Yerichai, and therefore they didn't bring the Tom Shalbain Arbaim, they technically didn't have to. And now you're not learning Tyra. Now warfare is over, it's nighttime, so you don't have to fight the war. So why isn't everyone learning Tyra? So Amr Lai, Yeshua asked the Malach, boss, regarding which one did you come? Amr Lai said, I came for the one now. So we continue, Miyad right away, Yeshua spent that night in the valley. Now it's not talking about that night that he was speaking to the Malach, it means the next time that he had the ability that they were fighting during the day and it was nighttime, so they weren't doing anything. So he spent the night in the valley. Now, what does it mean he spent the night in the valley? He says, This teaches us that he spent the night in the depths and the valleys of halacha. Meaning, he spent the night engaged in halacha, and that's what it means, Amek, not in the valley, but engaged in the depths of halacha. Now, here's the conclusion of the question that Talmud Torah is greater than Avoida because of Amr Shmuel Bar He says, That Talmud Torah is greater than bringing of the carbon Talmud. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, I'm coming on the one right now. The Malach told him, Right now, you're not learning Torah, and that's what I'm coming for, not because you didn't bring the Talmud. So we see the Talmud Torah is greater than Avoida. So Gemara is just like Asha, no problem. Had Rabbim, had Yachid. One is talking about Talmud Torah de Rabbim, which is referring to the Talmud Torah of all of Kala Yisrael, knowing Kala Yisrael was learning Torah, and that's why the Malach came. However, Talmud Torah of Yachid doesn't mean an individual, it means even a whole tzibur, a whole community, a whole base medrash, that is less than Avoida. The Gemara asks with Yachid, Kal, are you really telling me the Talmud Torah of Yachid? And as we just said, that means even a tzibur, even a whole base medrash, that's really lenient. We have a mission that says, Women, on Mayid, meaning on Chalamayid, they're going to wail together. Ma'anis was a certain thing where they would all wail together. However, they're not allowed to be metapeach, which means they're not allowed to beat their chests. Rabbi Shmuel, he says, Im if they're near the bed, then metapeach, they can beat their chests. But Rosh HaChadosh, when we're dealing with Rosh HaChadosh, Ma'anis, U metapeach, Beze, U Beze, so then they could wail together and they can beat their chests on all these days. Avalayim Akainanais, but they're not allowed to do responsive wailing. There's some sort of thing where a woman would cry out and then other women would responsively wail with her. And Amar Rabbar Huna, he says, Ein Ma'id Bifnei Tamar Chacham, Kol Shekein Chanukah Purim. This halacha we just mentioned about Chalamayid, about what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do, is not relevant when we're dealing with the death of a Talmud Chacham and for sure Chanukah and Purim. So we see from here that even Talmud Torah of a Yachid is greater than Chanukah and Purim. Purim is Mikra Megillah. So we see that the Talmud Torah of a Yachid is very great. So the Gemara answers, Kavad Torah Kamar, you're talking about Kavad Torah? Kavad Torah the Yachid, Chamar, Talmud Torah the Yachid, Kal. Kavad Torah showing proper honor for a Torah scholar that passed away. That's much more Chamar than Talmud Torah of a Yachid, even Talmud Torah of a Tzibur, as we said, Yachid really means even a whole congregation. So that's more lenient when we're dealing with Talmud Torah of a Yachid. And we think in this vein, Amaravi says, It's clear to me that if we have a Vaida in the base of Mikdash and we have Mikra Megillah, so obviously Mikra Megillah takes precedence. Midrav Yisrochanina, we have this memory from Yisrochanina. Talmud Torah, Mikra Megillah, Mikra Megillah Adif. If we have Talmud Torah and Mikra Megillah, so obviously Mikra Megillah is also going to come first. Midrav Chushibes Rebbe, we have this halacha on the bottom of Amad Alf from the Mesmejish of Rebbe. Talmud Torah, Mes Mitzvah. What about if we have Torah to learn and we have a Mes Mitzvah? There's a person who died and there's no one to bury him. He's right in front of us. Mes Mitzvah Adif. The Mes Mitzvah comes first. Midatan, you have a Brisa. Midvatan Talmud Torah leitzas and Mesachnasus Kala. We're going to Midvatan Talmud Torah for bringing out a Mes and Achnasus Kala bring a Kala into Chupa. Clearly, we see that Mes Mitzvah is going to take precedence over Talmud Torah. Avaydu Mes Mitzvah, Mes Mitzvah Adif. If we have a Vayin the Beis Hamikdash and a Mes Mitzvah right in front of us, so the Mes Mitzvah takes precedence. How do we know that? May Ula Chaysay from the pasuk of Ula Chaysay. The Tanya, the pasuk says Ula Chaysay Matam Loimer. Why do we have this pasuk? Why do we have this word of Ula Chaysay? Now we need a little bit of a background regarding a Nazir. The pasuk says he may not become Tamei Mes, but then the pasuk delineates that he may not become Tamei to his father, mother, brother, sister. So Joshua is made explain what each extra word is teaching us. But what about a Chaysay, his sister in the pasuk? What does that teach us? So the Brisa tells us Harei Shahaya Hechlisha is Pesach Vlamas Benoya. A person's going to Shechlis Karim Pesach, give his son a bris mila, and he 
heard that one of his close relatives died, Yachol, you might think Yitma that he should become Tomei, and then he's not going to be able to bring his karma in Pesach. So Amit Lo Yitma, he should not become Tomei. Yachol, you might think Shem Shein Metamei Lachaisi, the same way he's not going to become Tomei to his sister. Kachen Metamei Lameis Mitzvah, he also shouldn't be Tomei to Meis Mitzvah if he's on his way to bring his karma in Pesach, and he sees that there's a Meis Mitzvah there, he should just walk around it and not deal with it because he's got to bring his karma in Pesach. Tamaloimar Ula Chaisai, Lachaisai who the Mitzvah, he does not have to come Tomei to his sister. Avol Metamei Lameis Mitzvah, he does have to become Tomei to Meis Mitzvah. But now here comes the question by Rava Mikra Megillu Meis Mitzvah. Hey Minayu Adiv, what about if we have Megillah to read and a Meis Mitzvah? Which one takes precedence? Mikra Megillah Adiv Mishum Persumenisa, because Mikra Megillah has Persumenisa. I don't Meis Mitzvah Adiv Mishum Kavod Abrius because we have to treat people properly, and this person's laying here unburied, no one's taking care of him, so we have to deal with Kavod Abrius first. The Gemara says Basar the Bayahadar Pashta. After he asked the question, he answered it. Meis Mitzvah Adiv Meis Mitzvah is greater. The Amar Mar Gadol Kavod Abrius Shadaychas Loi Sasa Shibatayra Kavod Abrius is great because it pushes away even Loi Sasa in the Tayra. We know that if one finds a lost object, he must pick it up and try to find the rightful owner. However, if the finder is a Talmud Chacham and it's not Lefi Chvaydai, it's not fitting for him to be Matapel with it, then he does not need to. However, when it comes to Mace Mitzvah, even if he's a Talmud Chacham, he has to work to bury this person. Because of Kavad Abrias, proper honor for the person so that he shouldn't be lying there all exposed with no one caring for him. So therefore, if we have Mace Mitzvah and Mikra Megillah, we're going to go with Mace Mitzvah. And Kufa, we had mentioned Abezo Abezo, Amr Yeshua, Levi, Krach, a walled city, Vichal Samachlai, anything that's near it, Vichal near Imai, anything that's seen with it, Nidan Kikrach, that's just like the walled city, and they're going to read Megillah on the 15th. Tana, Samach, if it's close by to the city, even if it can't be seen by the city, or if it could be seen by the city but it's not close by, it's judged like a walled city and it reads on the 15th. The Gemara has, We understand that we can have a case where the city is seen by the walled city but it's not nearby because at the top of the mountain. So you would have to go all the way down the mountain and all the way to the walled city so it's very far away but they could at least see each other. How do you have a case where you have a city which is nearby the walled city but you can't see the walled city? So Amravirmi says, it's in the valley. It's at the bottom of the slope of the mountain, and therefore you can't necessarily see the walled city. The walled city can't see it. However, it is very close by, and they also are judged like a walled city. They read on the 15th. And from Rabbi Shubin Levi, another member from Shubin Levi. We have a walled city that first people lived in it, and then they put the wall around the city. That's judged like a regular village. Now, this is not talking about Mikra Megillah. The Torah teaches us that if a person sells his house, he may redeem it, buy it back from the owner if he obtains the necessary funds. However, if this house is in a walled city, then he only has one year to redeem it, after which he loses the opportunity forever. And that's what we're talking about over here. Is this city considered walled or not? Now the Gemara says, my time, why is that? If there was first people living in it, and then we have a wall built around it, it's not considered a walled city regarding this halacha. It says in the Pasuk, a man who sells his dwelling in a walled city. What do we learn from this Pasuk? It has to be that first there was a wall around it, and then people lived in the city. Not that first people lived there, and then they decided to build a wall around it. And another halacha, he says, a city, over here we're not referring to a walled city, we're talking about a regular city that doesn't have 10 batlanim. Now, batlanim usually means people that are sitting and doing nothing. Over here, specifically, we're talking about 10 people that don't have work and they're always going to be in shul, and we know that we're always going to have a minion in shul. So, if a city does not have these 10 batlanim, Nidan Kikfar is judged like a regular kfar, like a regular small village, and therefore they could read Megillah by the Yoyama Knisa, they could precede and read earlier. The Gemara is Michael Mashalon, what's he trying to teach us? Tanina, we already learned that. Ezuhi Irgadala, what's considered a big city? If it has 10 batlanim, meaning 10 people that are always going to be in shul, we know there's always going to be a minion. Pachas Mikan, Harez Akfar. Less than that, it's considered a Kfar, it's considered a small village. So the answer is Krachet Srichle. The Hochidish Rishub and Levi is telling us something about a very large city, a large thriving metropolis. Even though other people are visiting from other places, and therefore there's always going to be a minion in Shul. However, since there aren't 10 people that are designated as Asar Batlanim, and therefore we don't know for sure that these 10 people are going to be there, we know there's going to be a minion because of all the traveling businessmen and whatnot. However, the 10 steady people are going to be there, we do not have. Therefore, even though it's a huge thriving metropolis, it's still considered like a small village. And Ram Rabbi Shubin Levi teaches us another halacha. We have this walled city that was destroyed and eventually.
eventually is repopulated. is judged like a walled city. The Gemara is my harp. What does that mean? It's destroyed. If you want to say the walls were destroyed and then the walls were rebuilt, Yashav in Are you telling me only if the walls were rebuilt, then it's considered like a walled city? But if the walls were not rebuilt, then it's not a walled city. That's not so because Vatan, we have a breast that says he teaches us about this halacha that we had previously of a bias in a walled city. The pasuk tells us Asher loy chayma. Now this pasuk is interesting because the word loy is written in the Torah as lamed aleph, meaning it does not have a wall. However, the way we read it is with lamed vav, meaning it does have a wall. So it seems to be contradictory. So what do we learn from here? So Rabbi Yossi teaches us even though it doesn't actually physically have a wall, but it did once upon a time have a wall, so then it's considered like a walled city. So we see from here, even though it doesn't physically have a wall, it's still considered like a walled city. So what does it mean it's destroyed and rebuilt? It was destroyed from the 10 batlanim, meaning spiritually it doesn't have these 10 batlanim anymore. So to clarify, we're not actually talking about a walled city because even if the actual wall fell down, it would still be considered a walled city. The wall being referred to here is the, so to speak, spiritual wall of the 10 batlanim. Rabbi Shubhan Levi is teaching that if the city used to have 10 batlanim and now it's destroyed, namely the population decreased to less than 10 batlanim, then it's like a village. But if the population increases, once again, it can be reinstated to its status as a regular city. And another halacha about walled cities, Rabbi Shubhan Levi, he tells us, all these cities, they were surrounded by walls in the days of Yeshua Benun, and therefore they would read on the 15th. The Gemara asks, Are you telling me that Yeshua built these cities, meaning they were existing in the times of Yeshua? But Elfel built them. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, He built Oine Lod in all the surrounding cities. So clearly we see that Elfel built them and not Yeshua. So the Gemara asks, According to you, according to your logic, based off this Pasuk, Asa Benani, really Asa, who was after Elfel, he built them. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Asa built all the fortified cities of Yehuda. So clearly we see that Asa built them and not Al-Fal, and Asa came after Al-Fal. So Amr Belezer, he answers, Really, they were surrounded by walls in times of Yeshua Benun. Charuv, these cities were destroyed in the days of Pelagish Begiva, which was a whole fight between Shevet Binyamin and the rest of Kal Yisrael. Vasa Al-Fal Benani, Al-Fal came and rebuilt these cities. Hadar Inpol, then they fell down again, meaning they got destroyed again. Asa Asa, then Asa came along, Shabtsinu, he fixed the cities up, and they cannot meet. It's actually Meduk like that. The Pasuk says, Let's build these cities. Mechla then implies the arm havu shmamina that they were originally cities. He didn't say let's build new cities. He said let's build these cities, meaning the cities were in existence. It's just that they needed a little bit of fixing up, a little bit of sheputs, and therefore they were actually there in the days of Yeshua ben Nun, and that's where they would read on the fifteenth. We're gonna stop here for the day. Pick up with another member tomorrow from Yeshua ben Levi. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.